0: to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast that's all about the intersection between yoga and body acceptance. Today, my guest is the delightful Vivian McMaster, the creator of Be Your Own Beloved, which is all about using self-portrait as a doorway to seeing ourselves with more kindness and compassion. So I met Vivian actually through this course. How long has it been? Two or three years? I think two years ago you took it. Yeah, Yeah, and it was such a transformative experience for me. I wrote a blog post about it that I'll share in the show notes for this podcast, but just to kind of put in a nutshell, I took the course and I was kind of like, you know, oh, I know a lot about self-acceptance, like this will be interesting, (laughs) but you know, we'll see. Um, And I was blown away by the prompts and Vivian's kindness as a teacher and just the experience of really seeing myself through the camera with more kindness so I've been a huge Vivian fan ever since then I've been really fortunate to be able to work with her on a course um, and meet her in person several different times so I'm excited for you all to meet her too welcome Vivian
1: thanks and of course I was like oh my god Anna gets Jelly's taking my class
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love those for a while before that. <laughs> yeah I'm so happy to be here yeah so let's start off. I'd love to have you tell us a little bit about your, what your relationship was like with your body when you were younger.
1: Mm, um, that's like the biggest question
0: of my life. <laughs> because
1: I know. Um, that's really what led me to do what I do now um, is my disconnected relationship to my body when I was younger. Um, the story goes up until about age 10... I promise I won't go through like every year of my life. That (laughs) would be fine. My early years, I mean, you have this, um, this kind of love for your body. Um, or I guess that's a privilege to have at that age too, but I, I did, I didn't really think there was anything wrong with me. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then in my early teens and teen years, um, things started to change, not just because hormonally I was changing and starting to figure out who I am. Um, And I don't really blog about this, but I'm happy to share it Mm -hmm. in in settings like this. But um, in my family, there a couple of members of my family have a condition called misophonia, which um, is a heightened sensitivity to sound. Mm. Um, And it's kind of intense for them. Um, to have people around who make lots of noise. Mm-hmm. And and I just happened to make lots of noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So things really changed for me, um, being the person that was kind of triggering to the other people in my family mm-hmm. who um, just really needed things to be quieter. And so I started to think that the way I moved was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that my um, because noises like drinking water um really were really irritating. So I just I just started to um experience the world and especially in my body as someone who was irritating mm. to everyone not everyone around them, but to people that love me. Yeah. Um and that really kind of shook things up. Mm-hmm. And I this was all through my teen years, but I started to really believe through that. And I usually don't share that part because I think other people can relate to just starting to feel like you have um, things in our life, whether it's a person or a situation that just knocks us off track of feeling like we get to define how we see ourselves yeah. or feel in our bodies. Like we just started, we just start to listen to other voices yeah. over our own. Um, and that really was where it was for me because mm-hmm. at that age, you really you're just trying to figure out who you are and how you feel about your changing body. Right. And I just had this extra element at that time Mm -hmm. where I, um, I just thought that I really absorbed this notion that I was irritating and, and even disgusting to somebody around me, Mm. Um, which (laughs) um, it's a hard story to tell because I have such compassion for, those who are dealing with this condition and just find everybody around them loud and irritating. Right. <laughs> um, but it really was a big definition of, um, how I saw myself in my body. So when we bring it down to the core, um, mm-hmm. I didn't feel disconnected to my body in my youth, um, and into my twenties, I felt very numb, um, mm-hmm. And I just didn't feel beautiful or worthy or really, um, I just saw my, I thought my body was wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, I can see how that would be hard, so hard for everyone involved, but how that would really limit your sense of embodiment for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just really doubted that my body was worthy. Right. So, um, I know, you know, now I know it. All those things kind of led me to do what I do now, so it makes sense. <laughs> Which right. is, but it's hard to, so hard to know that when you're going through, oh, whether it's yeah. like now, like going through depression or any sort of struggle or not knowing, you know, what your purpose is. It's really hard to think down the road. This will all make sense, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> but hard, it does. <laughs> just as humans to have the like longer view because we don't know what's gonna come.
1: No, not at all.
0: Yeah. What started to shift that for you, that sense of worthiness in your body?
1: Yeah, it was really in my late 20s. um, And it led to me taking self-portraits was, Mm. um, I think, I just, I remember one day where I just decided that I, and I wouldn't call it an epiphany, but it was just almost being fed up, (laughs) Mm, um, that I knew I would regret living in this kind of hate yeah. Um, more than I would regret, like trying to have a better body or change my body. Or, um, you know, so I kind of ditched the diet mentality at that point and mm. started to work to, to reconnect with my body. And um, the two big factors were um, taking self portraits and starting to actually see and feel like I was creating an, my own narrative of how I saw myself mm. and felt in my body. But the other piece actually was dance. Um, cool. I have my dance class tonight. It's been about oh, many, nice. eight years, <laughs> <laughs> or nine years of um, Nia dance. Oh, nice! Yeah, I've heard it's, such great things about oh, that. It's beautiful, and it's really just about you connecting to your body. So those mm. things really happened hand in hand. Um, after me saying, "Okay, body, you, you and I are on the same team. Yeah, let's figure this out." I don't want to hate you anymore. So yeah.
0: dance and, yeah. One, <laughs> well, it feels like you made a decision to make a shift, but that when you started those practices, I mean, you wouldn't know exactly where they could lead you until you started doing them. It's just kind of Not at showing all. up and seeing what happened.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you just said that because my t- dance teacher is always like, all you need to do is show up. Oh,
0: nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the rest will just happen, you know? Like, that's the hardest part. So. Right, I think she probably said that the first time I went to class and then it's like okay, there we go.
0: Yeah, I'm here.
1: <laughs> I just got to show up and and then and showing up in front of the camera too by taking right. a self portrait, that is the hardest part is showing up there too is yeah. being like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to give this a try and um it felt like both through both of those things. Um once I finally got to the door, it just opened. Yeah. You know, but the hardest part is like getting to the door. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I feel like it, you so. do such a beautiful job of bringing that theme of just showing up into everything that you do and particularly into the course for Be Your Own Beloved. So can you tell anybody who doesn't yet know about the course um, what it's all about?
1: <laughs> sure, um, well, it's a 28-day class and it, that's what it started as. It's become like uh, my, my greatest passion in the world. <laughs> yeah, um, But it's a really gentle yet brave um, exploration of see- seeing yourself with kindness through your camera. So you don't need any photographic skill to take it or um, like iPhones are totally welcome or any yeah. kind of phones. I'll just add in that
0: I did mine on iPhone and it was perfect, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I usually participate in every session with my phone because it's it's these days it's the easiest way to do it. And I really yeah. – I try to guide people – through these activities while still having room for you to tell your story. Yeah. Cause I think that's what we start to find. We might perceive selfies as being just about vanity or posing in one certain way, but it really gives us a voice, um, to tell the story of our lives to, um, to choose, yeah, what we want to share and and not in a like hiding everything kind of way, but like Mm -hmm. people get so brave in this class and really, um, Yeah, they show up.
0: So, Yeah, one thing I love that you bring in um, there and in your blog posts is about kind of writing yourself, for lack of a better way of saying it, into the story of your life, photographing yourself into the story of your life. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like there's so many ways that, you know, I look back at past photos and I'm not in them or I just don't have any photos for like huge swaths of my life, which now I wish I would have those memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Totally. Well, I think we do have this visual story of our life that we're creating through our photos. Yeah. And, and in a way they can be the sunset you caught, captured or mm-hmm. that cup of coffee in the morning. They, um, they tell stories, but I think when we step out of the story of our life, we're writing a different one mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it can, it can be, I've had people come in, into my classes who have, haven't been in photos in about ten years. There's mm-hmm. been a few of them where they were consciously absent, and yeah, um, there can it can feel like yeah, like you missed yourself. Like what happened there, and whether that's right. you passing your camera to someone else and just saying, "Today feels important to me. Right. Can you make sure I'm in this photo?"
0: Yeah,
1: or tel- taking a self portrait. Um, yeah, and yeah. the other piece that feels really important is that they can be a way for us to look back and, like, look ourselves in the eye Mm -hmm. and reconnect with that woman you were five years ago, ten years ago. And when we're not not in our photos, we can't do that in the same kind of way. Mm -hmm. And it can be even... Or even just looking back at yourself last week. Like, it can feel... It feels like connecting with a part of yourself. Like a... You know how you hear of, like, Dear younger self letters. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a way we can do that. Um,
0: Yeah. I feel like for when people feel disconnected or not present in their bodies, which I totally put myself in that camp for like most of my life and still is an easy place for me to go to. Seeing those past photos reminds me in like the most basic way. Like I'm here on this earth. Like I'm embodied. Uh I'm present. I'm participating in life. Um, And that feels like a lot to kind of put into a photograph, but it feels really true. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And I think often at the time we can, we have so many stories where we might be critical of what we see in that moment. But
0: Yes. Every time I look back, I'm like, I looked amazing, you know, and and, in the moment I felt like terrible about my body.
1: Um, Totally. Or sometimes I'll look back and I'll see... Like, I also de- dealt with, like, some pretty intense fatigue in my mm-hmm. high school years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, if I look back at the photos of myself, maybe I have, I, I can see what at the time I was seeing critically. Mm-hmm. But if we put it in context, too, like, what were you going through at the time of that photo? Right. Like, what's the deeper story in it that maybe you can't see those some of those photos as a teen? I'm like, oh, my God, girl. Yeah. You just you were having a hard time. You were right. tired. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And and that's not your fault. Right. That's I'm not going to blame that on your body that you, you know, we t- I feel like we just absorb so many things into shame in our bodies that yeah. aren't supposed to we don't need to.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, we have enough of that already without having to add on more.
1: Yeah, and I talk about that sometimes with um especially exploring light in photos. Mm. It's so easy to blame to see a photo and see it as proof of a story that you tell about yourself, mm. but it might be that the lighting is bad. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> just yeah. It would be better, or it might be that like, um, it, it some of these photographic things that we can empower ourselves with, and like learn more about how to take the photo, not just to take a flattering photo, but yeah. just to to learn ways that we can strengthen the photo. Or we can see that it's, it's, it's not something that is our body's fault. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just... I love that you brought that up. There's such a yoga equivalent, which is when, um, so for a long time, there would be poses where they would say, when you're seated, bring your arms to the ground. And I could never do that. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's because my butt's too big. Like once it finally changes, I'll be able to do that. And then one day I learned that like people's bone lengths are different and yeah. I just have short arms, like my arms don't come to the ground. And it's nothing like, I can't change the length of my bone, <laughs> like, no matter how much <laughs> weight I lose, or whatever, like, that's not going to change. And that feels the same as the light thing. Like,
1: yeah. it's not
0: personal. you
1: know. <laughs> but it's easy to forget that. Yeah, yeah. so
0: easy. I mean, for so yeah. long, I was like, one day I'll get my hand down here. Oh my gosh. And the day that I realized I never would, I was just like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to let that go. I love that. Yeah, Yeah. so true. So I know that when you um, teach the Be Your Own Beloved class that you participate with all the prompts and you take new photos. Um, Mm. And I'm curious, like how has your relationship to those prompts and that experience changed the more that you've done it?
1: Mm. I'm glad you asked that. It's been so neat because um, there's so many layers to healing our relationship with our body. And I feel like each time I do the class, it'll be a different few p- prompts each time that I'm like, whoa, we're going in deeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, or um, I'll be dealing with something that day in my mind or and I'll be like, oh, that's the prompt for today, isn't it? Like it'll feel like... <laughs>
0: Yeah. somehow
1: I accidentally planned
0: <laughs> past you brought it around for current you <laughs> yeah,
1: totally um there was one for example um a while back I had I love running and mm. um had been starting to wear or start I guess stopping to hide my body in running clothes mm. and start sort of like leggings nice um on my plus size thighs yeah. and there was a day I was, it was the first time I was wearing, um, my leggings and I went for a run and I just felt so good. And then I was like, oh man, it's the bravery prompt, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I hadn't planned to take a self portrait in my leggings that day, just of my thighs. <laughs> and I, yeah, so I did. And and it just, I, I really enjoy the way it, it helps me go deeper and, and, um, yeah think on a different level with each activity and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not always the same ones that trigger not trigger me but like um challenge me each right. time there's always a few mm-hmm. and sometimes it may be the the more simple ones that on that day are hard like one that um I won't give away the whole prompt but yeah <laughs> I'm quite playful in general and mm-hmm. um, there's some activities, one in particular, that's based around playfulness. And that can be a hard one for people because we don't often get playful. And, and sometimes that one, which is totally my norm, will just happen on a day when I'm not feeling playful, (laughs) 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 you know? And, and so, yeah, I really enjoy getting to live the experience um, of these activities alongside them. And Mm
0: -hmm. I never tire
1: of them. And, and thankfully, like some participants come back quite a few of them come back regularly and do it once a year because they also experience the same thing and right. that they, they want to go deeper and yeah, they've mentioned it's not the same activities the second time around. That, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause maybe one part is less scary, but another part, like you said, is breaking through to a new level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I feel like what you brought up around it, um, kind of brings in the embodied part of the class, which is not only seeing yourself through the camera, but doing things like being playful when you're maybe not feeling playful and how just kind of cultivating that feeling state in your body can really shift how Mm. you're feeling in general and how you're feeling about yourself, I think, in particular, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your photo walks. I love that you do this and it feels like it's a big part of your... Um, embodiment and self-acceptance process. It is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I go as much as possible for photo walks. And I always say to people, I know you're probably picturing like packing your bag full of every photo gear, tripods. And (laughs) where's that, you know, that reflector that somebody gave you once upon a time. And that's not (laughs) what I'm talking about at all. Uh, It can be like today I had this chat with Anna and I had another call this morning and I knew that if I didn't do something for myself by 3 p.m. I was going to be like not feeling good in my body really. Yeah. Um, and so I went out for like literally one block and went on a photo walk with just right. with my iPhone yeah. um, and took a few photos and it just felt really grounding to me. And so this kind of started for me Photography in general and self portraiture, but it really started with going out for walks in my neighborhood. Mm. Um, I started exploring photography when I was emerging from a depression, mm. and I was also working night shifts, which oh. could have had a role in the depression mm.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
1: and when you only have a few hours of daylight, you you know that you're awake, you really have to enjoy it um yeah. or I wanted to so I would go out on these photo walks in my neighborhood and maybe bring a camera, maybe stuff something in my bag that um, I could use to take photos of with, like perhaps a scarf that I might wave around or, mm. um, and I also just went out in search of little bits of beauty. Mm. And that's what I really recommend people trying with these photo walks is just look for what catches your eye. Beauty to one person might be peeling paint and rust, mm-hmm. you know, on a, a, back alley door and somebody else it might be a flower petal and um what happened to me was by starting to look for the beauty around you Mm -hmm. you I feel like you awaken the seeing the beauty within you too um and in your body and and there is a way a part of it too is just getting my body moving Mm -hmm. and you know a photo walk can be any length of time and however you are able to to get out in the world whether that's getting out on your patio, doing a photo walk within your house, um, yeah. or it could be a big one, and um, people often ask me, like, "Do you plan it out? What do you What mm-hmm. do you do when you go on a photo walk?" And I just try to stay open to possibility and what you might find out there. And if you, it, for me, it's more about the the act of being open and going outside, wandering. Yeah. And get just giving yourself five or 10 minutes to be playful and open and, um, and exploratory. And, um, it's, I never judge a photo walk by how many good photos I come back with
0: Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) or whether
1: or not I took a self portrait or um, how beautiful the photos are. It's, it's a self care tool really Mm -hmm. to, to get out there and just give yourself with gift yourself with some time to, um, spend with yourself in a way
0: yeah
1: um yeah and often I will take put the camera down and step into the frame and take some self-portraits but um yeah it's really about like just yeah letting yourself have a solo self-care date in the form of hanging out with your camera
0: (laughs) yeah well I love that you used the word awakening earlier to describe the Mm. process because I had been feeling like this is awakening and then you said that (laughs) <laughs> um, because I feel like one of the things that comes up, whether it's yoga or meditation is that you don't have to be doing a formal practice to cultivate mindfulness, like mm-hmm. not to be on your yoga mat or your meditation cushion. And I feel like what you're describing is exactly that. Mm-hmm. And for the people listening, I've been on a photo walk with Vivian a couple <laughs> different times. Um, And every time I am chattering away and Vivian's like, oh, look at this amazing thing that I just found. (laughs) And you just find like the most beautiful things that I literally would have just like walked past in oblivion because that's not my attention process. So that's telling on me that I can wake up (laughs) in that way when I'm out on a walk. Um, But I'm always so excited and um, surprised in a fun way at what you notice like that p- I feel like you see so many little things that people have written like in the sidewalk or whatever and I'm like I never see anything like that and it's because I'm not looking like I'm not looking with the same level and I think often we're also
1: in cars or quickly right going somewhere yeah so really creating the space to just go look right because I swear if you go out for a Photo walk, there's probably a heart somewhere on that
0: path. But I there, know you do see a lot, there it's is. amazing. Yeah,
1: sometimes it's like gum wrapper that just ends up in a heart, like yeah. it's not always something somebody left, right? Though I do see a lot of those,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: I barely leave any of it. I you'd think people ask me, like, do you take carry around a marker and leave messages? Like, <laughs> Somebody
0: does, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I adore them, right?
0: You're like, but it's, it's not, me, not me,
1: though. <laughs> I find them, um, right. but it is really about mindfulness and slowing down. And yeah, yeah, sometimes I say, you're not gonna see those hearts in the sidewalk
0: from the car, right? Yeah, or <laughs> no, even like, if you're just like you know, power yeah. walking and really trying to like have an end in mind more than just enjo- enjoying the journey, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or looking at your phone, which right. some of us do when we walk. Right.
0: <laughs> Myself Guilty. included, but I yeah. don't see the hearts then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you see the telephone pole you're about to walk into in my case. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so tell it's... us about your relationship with yoga.
1: Mm, well, um I mostly got into yoga. I've done it on and off for a while, but my mom is a yoga teacher. Right. Yeah. So, um I really it became more, a more regular practice for me. I had actually got a running injury
0: mm.
1: um, and needed to kind of slow down and um, not run, but and heal that injury with it and keep everything else strong right. while limping around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. um, and so she happened to be doing her yoga teacher training and needed some people to practice on. So we, we did Skype yoga oh, for, regularly it. for quite a while. And now she teaches in the town where she lives, but, um, yeah. And it's been an on and off practice for me often. So I live in a fairly small space Mm -hmm. and I had this story for a long time too, that I didn't have enough room. There's a, Mm. there's enough room to put a yoga mat down, but Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like I had a a separate space to go into. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Even like a non-carpeted area and um, those things that we tell ourselves. Right. Um, make it not ideal mm-hmm. but um, it really helped me bringing my yoga mat into the backyard oh yeah and um, we have a shared backyard here and there's a perfect amount of space to do some yoga back there so nice um, having an outdoor practice for me in the summer and that helped mm. me bring it indoors a bit more
0: so <laughs> yeah you can cultivate the space outside and then bring it in your mind inside yeah yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: And I started going to another studio locally, too, and nice. I'll go to as many curry yoga events as I possibly can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> or anything Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I heard a meditation teacher um, sharing a story recently about um, going to a restaurant with several other meditation teachers, and they were just kind of like chatting with the guy who was making their food. And he was saying that he wanted to move to Wyoming soon. And one of the teachers was like, oh, well, you know, why? What's, what is it about Wyoming? Um, And he was living in Houston, which is like pretty crowded and busy. And he said, I just want to go. And there's like so much open space and open sky. And I just feel like there'll be so much spaciousness there. And the meditation teacher was like, you know, there's an inner Wyoming too. (laughs) And the guy was like, whoa, that's weird. (laughs) He just walked away. (laughs) Yeah, but it's kind of the same as bringing your outside inside.
1: Totally. (laughs) The
0: inner backyard. (laughs) Inner backyard. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was a sweet story. Awesome. (laughs) Well, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners while you're here? Hmm. Well, maybe I'll invite
1: them to just try to pull out their iPhone or phone or camera, whatever you feel most comfortable with and try taking a self-portrait today.
0: Yeah. I love that idea.
1: And we often think it is our, you know, the arm's length selfie is what a self-portrait is, mm-hmm. but it can be so much more than that. So things to watch out. Maybe if they're going out for a photo walk today, if they feel yeah. inspired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um is to look for things around you, but to also invite yourself into the frame with those things. So whether it's your feet standing beside that gum wrapper heart you find on the ground right. or um, reaching and touching the textures of a tree pass or, mm-hmm. um, or taking an arm's length photo. Um, yeah.
0: Just to let yourself be a part of the story that you capture today. And Yeah. And do you use the hashtag be your own beloved if people want to, Anybody's share their welcome. photo with us. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Thanks That's for great. mentioning that.
0: Yeah, so we'll look for it. If any of you want to share, that would be great. Um mm-hmm. you can see some from Vivian and all her awesome people and probably me too. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Vivian. It was great to have you on. Anna. And thanks to all of you for listening and we will see you next time.